We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Joining me shortly from Southern California, not he's in Costa Mesa presently, Chris Biederman. Uh, he covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. He was out at joint practice for the 49ers and Chargers day one of two of those joint practices. Uh, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, so we will be talking about Thursday's practice and uh, kind of what came uh, from that from that session. So enjoy. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, Chris, you are live from a hotel room in Costa Mesa, California. Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach, right. You're in Huntington Beach. Costa Mesa is a different place. It's all Los Angeles. Let's be real. Um, (laughs) uh, The Angelinos would love to hear that. Yeah, right. Uh, You rented out a hotel room for a few hours to spend with me. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Precisely. (laughs) That's precisely what's happening. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a good practice. It was fun. Like the the Chargers set up, it sort of felt like a little like mini theme park type thing, where it's it's like a little fan experience and then bleachers. And it was like I probably like eighty five to ninety percent Niners fans at this practice. Wow. Um, but that was on. So I was on the far field, away from the bleachers, where uh, the Niners' offense was going against the Chargers' defense. Um, and then the Niners defense going against the Chargers offense was on the field close to the uh, close to the fans. So I didn't get a good look at, at much but between the 49ers offense and or 49ers defense and Chargers offense because I was watching Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo practice. So um, nothing crazy happened today, but I think it's interesting context given what we know already. Real quick, was it Niners starting offense? against second team chargers defense and vice versa or start ones on ones twos on twos it was ones on ones and twos on twos okay. so you did get some uh you did get some joey bosa against mike mcglinchy action um i think some of the a lot of the same things that have been uh issues with the second team offense and trey lance also popped their head up again today um, so 
Go ahead. You mentioned Trey Lance. I want to start there. So this feels like these two practices, these two joint practices, and maybe the preseason game, the second preseason game, if there's any chance that Trey Lance is going to overtake Jimmy Garoppolo for the starting job, it feels a little to me like this is his last chance to do that in these joint practices and in this second preseason game where if he hasn't done it by this point, or if he hasn't closed the gap where, all right, it's a toss-up, who's going to start? It feels like that kind of drops dead the notion that he might start week one. Is Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think what's what's happening now is Trey Lance is still to the point where he's not even getting first-team reps. Like He hasn't done enough in Kyle Shanahan's mind to get first-team reps yet. So while there's still a lot of plays that, you know, like the 80 yard touchdown, like, I, honestly, I think that preseason game is is sort of a perfect encapsulation of where Trey Lance is because we still see a lot of the same stuff in practice. There will be some wow plays, um, you know, in seven on seven and, and individual drills. He'll make some really great throws. He hit Jawan Jennings on like a 40 yard bomb, just dropped it in the bucket over his shoulder and tight coverage in those individual drills. So like he still does all of those things, but just, in terms of the consistency, the the down-to-down quarterbacking stuff, the situational stuff, the two-minute drill, the getting the ball out on time is still problematic. And um, so Trey Lance is not at a point where he's getting really – he didn't get any first-team reps today. And the only first-team reps he's gotten have been on running plays, which are sort of emblematic of the idea of Kyle Shanahan saying, we're going to use him situationally, right? So I think – Barring anything changing pretty dramatically, I think it would be um, it's unlikely to say the least that Trey Lance would be starting week one. And that's not to say that Trey Lance can't start at some point this season, but it just doesn't seem to me like Trey Lance is particularly close to Jimmy Garoppolo in what Kyle Shanahan needs to see to make him part of that discussion. Right. Like my opinion is Trey Lance should start week one. Um, because you have enough in place to make up for that. But like, in, just in terms of where Kyle Shanahan's at, Shanahan talks about, you know, his his footwork and his fundamentals reverting a little bit from all that work he's done in the offseason. And, and some of that happened today. Um, but, I mean, he took five sacks again today. And the sacks aren't all his fault. Um, the offensive line that he's playing behind isn't particularly good. But Kyle Shanahan said, he's like, I'm challenging the offensive line to be better. And he's challenging Trey Lance to get rid of the ball faster. And so he's not doing that enough yet. And he took a sack during a two-minute drill. And Kyle Shanahan said after practice, like, you can't do that. That's just basically a drive killer. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's still areas of Trey Lance's game where where he can improve and would need to improve if he's going to be in the mix for that starting job. So there wasn't – so it didn't seem like it from tweets after practice. But, you know, it's – Twitter sometimes, I don't know if you know this, can lack context. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've experienced that from time to time. (laughs) So nothing, it didn't seem like anything happened today that was earth shattering or anything different uh, on the the quarterback front. No, not not really. I had Trey Lance at 12 of 17 with uh, five sacks taken. I know he did throw an interception, but that was... That was that came on a play that was whistled dead. So I'm I'm not really calling it an interception. It was sometimes when the play when somebody sacks and the play is whistled dead, then like half the guys on the field keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the quarterback will make a throw. And so you never really know 
how to deal with that. But I, I did see some people mention that he got intercepted. That came after a sack. Um, so take that for whatever it's worth. Jimmy Garoppolo, he started out well. I think he completed – had to go back to my notes. He started out six of seven um, and then ended up nine of 17. And he had mm. – he was not good in, in a red zone period. He His first pass during that period – should have been intercepted. It was it was a screen that he just poorly threw to Kyle Juszczyk, Um, and it went off the defender's hands and dropped. And then two plays later, his very next pass attempt, he was picked by Asante Samuel Jr. Um, in just a bad throw to Richie James on sort of a short out route that uh, Garoppolo probably should have led to the sideline more or just not thrown it at all. And, uh, and Asante Samuel Jr. jumped that route, which is interesting because the 49ers traded back from 43 in the draft, if you remember, to 48 mm-hmm. and ended up with Aaron Banks. Asante Samuel Jr. went 47th. And, you know, we've talked about it. The 49ers need depth at cornerback. Asante Samuel Jr. was somebody we talked about and a lot of other 49ers people talked about as maybe an option in the second round that they would consider. And given their lack of cornerback depth, you know, it's not that he just picked them in practice. It's that they passed on that guy at 43. Maybe they thought right. they could trade back and get him uh, at 48. And that's why they ended up with Banks. But um, that was just an interesting thing because, you know, it was, oh, Asante Samuel Jr. I remember him. <laughs> you know, like, oh, who's 26? Totally forgot he was on the Chargers. And then uh, and then remembered that, that they traded back from 48. So anyway, that was a different wrinkle to uh, to that moment in practice. I saw a highlight on the internet of uh, a nice throw from Trey Lance to Juwan Jennings, who has. Yeah, that was in the individual period that I, that I was mentioning a little earlier. Yeah. And and Juwan Jennings, just in general, I want to talk about him for a minute because I'm not sure we've talked about him a ton on the podcast. Uh, We might've last, I guess last pod we did. Yeah. Uh, All these blend together, but uh, it seems like he gained as we, we did. We talked about it last podcast. It seems like he gained, quite a bit of ground in the, in the uh, race for a roster spot at receiver. Did he stand out at all today outside of that, outside of that route? Yeah. He, uh, he had that play. He caught a touchdown from Trey Lance during that red zone period. Um, And Kyle Shanahan just sort of raved about him um, after practice. And so again, again, yeah, he's, he's, he talked about his mindset. He's, he said, you know, he's aggressive in everything he does. He comes off the ball as hard as anyone. He attacks the ball. There's no difference between a run play and pass play for him. And that mentality is why he was successful in college, et cetera, et cetera. Like Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's, he praises guys, but there's, there's a difference between very real praise and very run of the mill. Like, Oh, he's trying to get better like everybody else. And we're hard on him. Like everybody else, like, no, Juwan Jennings is earning like real praise from Kyle Shanahan. And so wow. right now it seems like Juwan Jennings is, is going to make the team and is going to have a pot is going to have an opportunity to contribute in a pretty significant way. Um, it seemed like, you know, the 49ers only had like four viable receivers and maybe now Juwan Jennings could, could be that fifth and then potentially, you know, whether it's Richie James or Nasimba Webster, it seems like that guy, one of those two would be um, would be the sixth guy just because they, they have those return skills that that basically sure. the, the entirety of the 49ers receiving core lacks with the exception of Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, we're not sure that you want to have Brandon Ayuk returning every punt. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you think they wind up doing with Jalen Hurd, who they're holding out for 10 days because of tendonitis in his knee as a result of the ACL tear from last year? So it sounds like he's not going to play this week, um, or he's not going to play this week up in the air how much he practices next week or whether he plays next week uh what do you what do you think they do with him because i have a hard time believing at this point like he's gonna have enough time to prove himself worthy of a roster spot do you think they try and get him to the practice squad or what what do you think they do that's a great question i don't know thanks um i i think there's a there's a chance that they could try sticking him on injured reserve again um, who knows if he would stick around because, you know, you, you got to clear waivers. If you're, if you do go on injured reserve, this is what happened. This is how the 49ers lost DJ Reed, mm-hmm. uh, last summer, they tried putting him on injured reserve and the Seahawks ended up claiming him. Um, and then he went there. So if you do put him on IR at this point, he would go on waivers before reverting to IR. And so it sort of remains to be seen if anybody would pick him up. I think given that he was a third round pick, you know, that, that is risky. Um, right. But it, it's really risky, but you could, I mean, if you put him on the practice squad, anybody could sign him at any time. Right. right? So I, I just, I don't know if the 49ers feel good enough about Jalen Hurd to give him a roster spot, but it's sort of that weird spot where, well, you don't know if you want to give him a roster spot, but you also don't really want to lose him for nothing because he might be a talented enough player in right. a receiving core that doesn't have all that much depth. Um, you know, so maybe, I mean, you know, it, it would, would it be crazy if they kept seven receivers? If they're like, well, we can't give up on Jalen Hurd, but we need Simba Webster and Juwan Jennings right. and, you know, Trent Sherfield and Mosinu. Like it wouldn't be the wildest thing in the world if they kept seven, because there isn't there, there, it's not like they're, you know, I, I mentioned having 11 defensive linemen in, in our previous 53 man, like they could just as easily go with nine. Yeah. Right. And you can make up you can make up the extra spot with with the receiver or if they keep two quarterbacks, obviously that opens up. So they they do have a little bit of flexibility, but it it's just weird because Jalen Hurd's sort of in that no man's land of like, well, he's potentially a valuable asset, but he's also 
never practicing. Right. So what do we do? You know, I, I think that's a very interesting question and one the 49ers are still waiting to figure out. And to, and to your point, they're giving him this week off, hoping his knee gets right so he can actually have a full week of practice ahead of that Raiders preseason finale. And then that week might ultimately be the defining one for Hurd and his future with the team. Yeah, it would give him, what, three practices in a game to show like, yeah, hey, I can be an asset. Or uh, conversely, maybe he practices three times and plays in a game and is super ineffective and they feel comfortable just letting him go. Yeah, which is like, that's And then man. he'll go to the Seahawks and then be like DK Metcalf Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's because that's, that's how that always goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wonder too if, if they do wind up keeping him, if they keep him on the roster, then stash him out on IR where he would then be able to come back. Because if yeah. you go on IR before the 53-man roster cuts, you're done for the year with, yeah. with that team anyways. But, and he so if you put him on the roster, I mean, obviously that he would take up a 53-man roster spot that you would need, right. to, he right. would need to be there after final cuts, and then you can put him on IR. Right. And then, I mean, that might be the most likely outcome, right? Put him on the 53, put him on IR, and then somebody who was on the fringe, you could probably pl- pull up from the practice squad if they didn't make final cuts. Someone like, right. you know, Jonas Griffith or whatever, who might not, right. you know, who might not, who might be good enough to warrant a roster spot, but not somebody you need to have on the initial one. And right. who could somebody who would waivers. clear waivers. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, are you going to watch the offense or the defense tomorrow? Friday. I think I'm yeah, I, I think I'm gonna stick with the offense just because Kyle Shanahan hinted at it today. Is he's he's gonna go watch the film and then you know he said he'd like to get Trey Lance some first team work. I don't know if that means that's gonna come tomorrow. I don't know if that means it's gonna come next week before the Raiders game. Um, but you know, one thing that he did say, and and he was asked a question, um, does he need to see Trey Lance work with the ones to make uh, a decision about the starting quarterback. And he said, not necessarily. And I think what he was pointing to was like, if Trey Lance in his mind, isn't good enough to get reps with the starters, then he doesn't need to see Trey Lance get reps with the starters to make Jimmy Garoppolo the starting quarterback. Right. Right. So like, do you think it's significant that he said he wants to see him with the ones? Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, he, he would think he would, right? Like it's common sense. So I, I think, you know, my thing with Lance and like maybe maybe he's further behind on the footwork and some of the decision making and the situational stuff that Kyle Shanahan doesn't feel like he's he's to the point where he deserves a lot of work with the ones. I just really want to see what the offense would look like with Trey Lance working with the starters in an offense that does, that's designed to give him layups. Right. Like Jimmy Garoppolo gets a lot of those plays where it's like play action one way. And then he's got a wide open guy in the flat the other way. We right. don't see those plays very often with Trey Lance. And it might be that Shanahan just wants Trey Lance to have that higher, higher degree of difficulty schematically yeah. because you're trying to develop him. But that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be effective in, in that type of scenario. So like, <clears throat> you know, what would the offense look like with Trey Lance and George Kittle and, you know, getting those guys open in space? I think you could create something that would be effective enough to win games, particularly early in the season and then you're expediting Lance's development to where you're more comfortable with him later in the season. But he's just not getting those opportunities yet. And so that's the thing that we still need to see. Like maybe there's a big gap in Trey Lance's 
development that he hasn't gone through yet that's in Kyle Shanahan's mind that's preventing him from getting those opportunities but that's what I mean that's what we all want to see right and none of us not even on the practice field we're not seeing that we're seeing sort of you know a lot of downfield passing a lot of aggressive throws a lot of zone reads power quarterback running game that we didn't see in the preseason so very it's it's setting up like they want to have Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter and then sprinkle Trey Lance in. And then maybe after they see how Trey Lance handles that, that role, whether or not it's going to be okay. Now we're going to take it to the next level and and make you the every down quarterback. Sure. Instead of the third and two quarterback or whatever. Do you think it's, I, I, I want to make sure I word this correctly because you've been saying you think Trey Lance should start. That doesn't necessarily mean you think he will. Yeah, I don't um, think he will, Frank. Like right now, I, is I, it, it would is, there would have to be a lot. Right. A lot of different stuff would need to happen for him to, to start week one. And maybe it would, but it just feels like we're pretty late in the process now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it feels like it's that that ship is kind of sailed. Yeah, but I, it, I mean, I still think he's going to start at some point this season. Interesting. And I think he should. I, think I mean, I Jimmy, too, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo can be a roller coaster too. Yeah, no, for sure. It, you know? And that's the thing is like, if you have to bet on Trey Lance starting over or under half a game starting. Oh, way over. Like you're taking the over for sure. I think if I were setting, that, the, if I were setting that betting line, it would be like uh-huh. over under six and a half starts or something. Yeah, it sounds about right. Peter King wrote early in training camp that he was setting the over under for Garoppolo starts at 10 and he said he would take the over. But my argument against that is like Jimmy Garoppolo has played 10 games once right? in three years as a starter. So I, I, that, that more than anything would, uh, would push me to the over on, on Lance six and a half, but yeah. And Garoppolo um, was really like, honestly, they, they both quarterbacks like were really good in the early going of today's practice. I think there were, like they went the entire seven on seven period with throwing one incompletion combined. Both those wow. guys. I mean, seven on seven. Who had the incompletion? <laughs> it was. <gasps> I think it was a Debo Samuel drop. Oh, from from Trey Lance. Oh, see, they just can't. Yeah. Is that a concern that the receivers just can't catch his heat? Is Debo Samuel <laughs> deliberately screwing up Trey Lance's <laughs> shot at winning the starting job? These are the questions that need to be asked. River Craycraft, Richie James, (laughs) Brandon Ayuk, and now Debo Samuel all in on it. Yeah. Yep. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Do you have any other good nuggets from practice today? Um, Do you remember remember Michael Wilhoyt? Who doesn't remember Michael Wilhoyt? Well, Michael Wilhoyt. I think he was a guest on this podcast once. Mm, Was he? I think so. I think he was a guest on on a different platform that you might work on. I don't think I had him on this pod. Did I? Did we? Anyway, I should know this. I don't think he was. But we did. A, we've done a lot of pods. But okay. But he's the uh, he's a linebackers coach for the Chargers, and he was loud today. And there was um, there was there weren't any like significant scuffles, but uh, a linebacker for the Chargers named Kaiser White is the brother of Kevin White who was the receiver the 49ers waved oh. earlier this month. And he was getting after it. He was getting after Kyle Shanahan a little bit. 
he was getting after George Kittle in the individual drills. He was like, I think I guess Kaiser Weiss like competing for a starting job on the Chargers depth chart. He's listed as like one of the starters with another guy, but on like our lads, he's a second stringer. So he's like, he's very much not entrenched as a starter, but it was just funny. He's like yelling at George Kittle, like, Hey, 85, you done. And Kittle like did all his individual reps. He's like, yep. Like Kittle doesn't need all as much work in, in practice as, as somebody like Kaiser White. Um, so that was funny. Like there was a lot of chirping and then I think it was Trey. No, it was Raheem Mostert. He tackled Raheem Mostert like to the ground. And like Kyle Shanahan walked into the Chargers defensive huddle and like singled out white and was like, Hey man, we're not tackling people. Or at least that's what Shanahan said. He told us um, <laughs> it seemed Shanahan was like smiling and being lighthearted about it, but it mm-hmm. seemed a little bit more intense in the moment. But like, I was like, wow, like Kyle Shanahan walked into the Chargers huddle and just like, you know, said, said what he had to say to Kaiser white. And I was like, that's, you know, you don't see that a lot. You That's sometimes wild. you just see coaches just like yell at people and not like walk into an opposing team's huddle. Um, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Calm the F down. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was party. It was energetic. That, the chargers, so. the chargers have some shit talkers on defense, which is pretty standard. The Niners do too. Um, I didn't see much from the defensive side. It sounded like uh, Justin Herbert completed a lot of passes today. And I mean, it's, I was really looking forward to seeing Justin Herbert and Trey Lance on the practice field. I think they do have very comparable skill sets. I think Herbert probably has a better arm and is definitely the more refined player at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But those two guys, I think it's, it's fair to to sort of, I mean, I I just think it's going to be interesting to watch how those two guys progress um, respectively in their careers because they're both like super athletic, big armed quarterbacks. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, and Herbert might end up. I mean, he look he looks really good. Justin Herbert's the real deal. Yeah, he's a good player. I am a strong. Send, send tweet. Have a take. Don't suck. <laughs> but yeah, they'll uh, get back at it. They'll get back at it Friday. Maybe I'll 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 start watching like the first the first period on defense and then move sure. over to the offense second period. Um, are we going to podcast about that practice? Or are we saving until after the game? If something well, notable happens, we'll figure something out. Yeah, maybe I can do like green room on uh, on my phone. Okay. okay. I won't have this luxurious hotel set up right now. I don't think. Boy. Well, you've only got it for like another hour and a half. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also aren't aren't you trying to get me on your show in Sacramento tomorrow? Uh yeah. Do you want to let's uh let's finish this episode okay. and then we'll stop recording. Uh, sure. Subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't. We will either have another pod if anything interesting happens at the Niners Chargers Friday practice. If not, uh, we'll do a pod after Sunday's game with kind of reactions and breakdown. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we're going to be doing two pods a week uh, throughout the rest of the season. At least. And, uh, at least two pods a week, minimum. And uh, really, really looking forward to it. So, uh, Sunday, 49ers Chargers. We will uh, pod after that. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.